that. That's the Jingle Bell Rock, huh? Mikey Krennic, Cool Dad's Basement. Hope you're all having a wonderful Saturday. I know I am. Had a first birthday party today. Wasn't for me. It was for a baby. Uh, And it was lovely. I don't owe you the explanation as to why this podcast is late, but I gave it to you anyway. And I want that. Let's put that down in my ledger. You know, when we're all adding it up at the end, when you're making your determination at the end of the year, should I send this podcaster money for all of the wonderful content he's provided? and you have your pros and cons list, um, you know, that's that's a tradition, right? I'm kind of banking on that. I got my fingers crossed that there's this, you know, it's like being a teacher, that at the end of the year when you're a podcaster, people just send you uh, different gift cards and cards and things and say, hey, thanks, thanks for being a podcaster. That was the best part of being a teacher was the gifts. Oh, uh, you know, the rewarding, you know, uh, when a kid understands something that you taught him, yeah, blah, 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 whatever. It was the gifts. Although I, you know, I, I would, I made the mistake uh, when I was teaching. I, I made the mistake of making a personal connection with my students. Uh, and I would, you know, I would talk to them. If they had an interest that I shared, I would say, oh, I, I like Star Wars too. I like, you know, this, that, and the other thing too. And then I, I oh, cool. You know, a Yoda notebook. Great. How about this a $20 gift card to Target, kid? Times are tough. Oh, wow. Thanks for this this light up death star. I'll put this on my desk. I'm 33. No, I, I, I'm just obviously kidding. You know, if anyone out there is like, well, it's really, it's real dicky. No, obviously the most important, the nicest gifts I have and the ones I still actually have are the, you know, the thoughtful things, the things that were purchased for me, not just like, oh, here's a teacher gift. It's money. You know, shut up. Uh, and the reason I don't have those anymore is because I spent them because they're, you know, actually useful. Um, but it was always exciting being a teacher, though I would hate, not a Starbucks guy. You know, I, I can do the Duncan thing. Not a, not a mega Duncan guy either. I'm not a coffee guy. You know, I'm not stopping at these places constantly to have coffee. I'm, I'm not wasteful like that. I go to Wawa and I get big gulps of soda like a man does, like an adult does. So, you know, the Wawa gift cards... That was always when you get that. Oh, baby, that you'd be over the moon. But yo, thanks. $40 to Starbucks. The biggest gift card I ever got for a for a teacher Christmas present was a $40, which is a weird amount, $40 Starbucks gift card. And it was great, but I gave it away because I didn't, I wasn't, I can't fathom spending $40 at Starbucks. I haven't spent $40 at Starbucks in my entire life. When you add it all up together, how was I going to get there, you know, on one gift card? It would have taken me years. I'd still have it. Thanks for coming handy. Uh, now, now I regret giving it away. Um, but no, that was always obviously a fun part of being a teacher. 
uh, that you know none of them tell you about when they are doing their annual wine sessions about how hard their job is. Boo-hoo. Um, and this is very inside baseball, only for teachers, who I obviously have nothing but tremendous respect for. May I just say, I've made a lot of jokes about teachers on this show. I have tremendous respect for the job that you do, and I have tremendous respect for those of you who are doing it properly. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the unions notwithstanding, teachers' unions, oh boy, oh boy, if you're a union person, don't involve yourself in a teachers' union. Um, but all that, the silliness notwithstanding that I like to, you know, kind of prod at teachers about, I have nothing but tremendous, tremendous respect, uh, uh, for teachers, but it is a nice little bonus. You know, you get the summers off and you get gifts. What are the jobs getting gifts? Podcaster, I hope, you know, so just keep that in the back of your minds when you're making your ledgers, naughty and nice list. Who's a naughty podcast. Who's a nice podcast. I can't think of a nicer podcast than Cool Dad's Basement. And if you don't believe me, if you're still on the fence, if you're still wondering, I don't know. You know, this episode is kind of vacillating. Is it good? Is it, is it naughty? Is it nice? Well, surprise, surprise, the Bracket Show is back. I know. I know. You saw the title. You knew that was coming already. But the Bracket Show is back. Everybody loves the Bracket Show. It's the, the highest-rated special feature on Cool Dad's Basement by a metric that only I understand. Um, so what the Bracket Show basically is, is I take eight of something based off another list. I don't make the list. I find the list made, and then I, I it's very low-effort content. And then I pit everything against each other in a one-through-eight bracket, right? And so what I wanted to do today was some sort of Christmas thing, right? Christmas movie. Um, and that's so I went on, I looked at, you know, IMDb's top eight Christmas movies. A lot of them old and boring. Not Miracle on 34th Street, Meet Me in St. Louis. You know, oh, what a matchup. That's really, that's going to drive the SEO right through the roof. You know, I don't know how many people happen upon this podcast. I don't know if anyone happens upon this podcast, but I'll tell you what won't happen if I'm sitting here talking for 15 minutes about Meet Me in St. Louis against Miracle on 34th Street. Nobody, nobody who's not going to be dead within three weeks is finding this podcast via Google search. It's just not happening. So I needed to, to do something different. So I thought, okay, Christmas songs. It was shockingly hard to find a list of the top Christmas songs that didn't include at least one or two choices where the person was just being an asshole. There's no other way to put it. I understand liking the song Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. I I understand that song is it's it's a different kind of Christmas song for certain and I enjoy it. But to say it's the sixth greatest Christmas song of all time, you're out of your you're out of your mind. You're just you're what are you trying to get laid with your pace.com article? What is the matter with some of these music authors and some of these websites? Oh, the second greatest Christmas song? You've never heard of it. No, I, I bet you I have. I bet you I've heard of the top 100 Christmas songs because there's only like 108 of them. So let's, let's relax with putting those types of songs in our top 10. You know, I'm not asking for Jingle Bells 1, Rudolph 2. I understand it's 2022. World's changed. We've been hardened over time, right? 
We're like a metapod or a cocoon, using Harden over time, raising our defenses, but lowering our offense. I've kind of lost the sauce with the analogy, but you understand what I'm saying. So to say, oh yeah, that that's the fairy tale of New York's the number six Christmas song, and it sounds like that's the only bad list I found, and it upset me so much. But there were more. That's just the only one that I can think of off offhand that I I would click on a list and be like, all right, top 100 Christmas songs. By the time I'd get to three, I'd be like, well, this person's just fucking around. This person is just messing with me. And then I found Billboard, all reliable Billboard. They gave me a solid one through eight. So here it is based on the Billboard list, Billboard.com list of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. I don't know what word that was. Greatest Christmas songs of all time. They've got in the number one slot, All I Want for Christmas is You by the one and only Mariah Carey. All right. Hard to argue with that one, right? That's a classic. Number two, Darlene Love Christmas in parentheses, baby, please come home. Forget about it. I I adore that song. Plus, it's got, you know, emotional uh, connection. My family and I, we used to gather every year to watch her singing on the David Letterman show, which is a bit of a strange um, tradition, I suppose. But it, it's our tradition. It was my mom's favorite Christmas song or one of them. So that is definitely no problem with that being our number two seed. Number three seed, Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song. Again, another parenthetical. Merry Christmas to you. That's, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, man, that was a, a one of the most brutal cracks in the history of Cool Dad's Basement. And and I do, I, I, I do like this song. This is Christmas uh, uh, top to bottom. You know, with a voice like hot chocolate poured over a lush string arrangement. Oh, if I keep reading, I'm not going to like it anymore. That's the Christmas song, Nat King Cole, number three. Number four seed, Last Christmas by Wham. All right, just moving on to number five. I don't want to get, I don't want to get right down to it. We'll get there. Number five, White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Okay, I can live with that. Number six, Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. That's your number six seed. I can, I can dig that. That's pretty cool, cats. Uh, number seven, Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad. You know, I got no problem with that. And our number eight. Christmas song of all time. Now, I I admit, maybe a little, little bit, like, we're trying Run DMC, Christmas, and Hollis, but okay. It's a, it's a fun song. Obviously, rap, hip-hop is, is the dominant, you know, form of music, really, of the 21st century. It's kind of hard to just pretend it doesn't exist on lists like this. This is, I suppose, the number one rap Christmas song of all time. I can make the case for this being number eight, no problem. Much easier than I can make a case, not that this is sticking in my craw or anything, that, uh, you know, the the other one, Fairy Tale of New York, is number six. And I'll, again, I like that song. All right, so let's go through the matchups right now. We'll start with Christmas in Hollis. That's the number eight seed taking on number one seed. All I want for Christmas is you. As much as I love an upset, as much as I love the the underdog, unfortunately, Mariah's just too powerful. You know, so Mariah Carey still singing that song, still every every holiday affair, you know, the parade this year, she comes out, she's got the low-cut Santa thing on, still looks great for her age, which I believe is 87 at this point, um, and we've done it every year and no one's complained. If there's a Christmas show 
somewhere that involves live music. Mariah's coming. She's singing the song, and everyone is going to, there's going to be plenty of memes and gifs, uh, and they're all going to have that undercurrent of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that dancer messed up. She probably like brutally yelled at them after and fired them and ruined their holiday because <laughs> she seems like a kind of a meme person, but she's got pipes on her. <laughs> hey, guys, among other things, am I right? Uh, so that's, that's I'm, I apologize. That song moves on to our second round, All I Want for Christmas is You. All right, how about Nat King Cole, the Christmas song, Merry Christmas to You, the number three seed. That's going to take on our number six seed, which is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Now, this is a tough one. I'm going with the upset here. I'm moving Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree to, to the second round. It upsets uh, the Nat King Cole Christmas song. And you know why it does? Nat King Cole's wish only extends from kids to 1 to 92. Folks are living longer than ever now. And there are plenty of people around this world who are over the age of 92. And while they, they certainly don't let them drive, I wouldn't let them out in public, really, for anything. They're, most, they're mostly going to scare children. Um, but they deserve uh, Nat King Cole's Christmas wishes coming their way. So let's move on. Brenda Lee, in, in favor and support of the old folks, this one's for Grammy. We're moving uh, Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree on to round number two. What will it take on our number two song? As I told you, was Darling Love Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. Number seven, Feliz Navidad. That's a tough one. As a Krennic, these are two very big songs in the Krennic household, but I got to move Darlene on. You know, that's, uh, that's, it's the Christmas love song. You know, it's the heartbreak Christmas song. You know, they actually talk about snow. They actually have a bit of a holiday element. There's holiday instruments being played in the background. That's off that wonderful Christmas gift for you album by, you know, uh, convicted murderer, I believe, Phil Spector. Um, it's, it's really just the whole thing works top to bottom. It's got to move on. Unlike another song I know, the number four song, Last Christmas, which stinks as a Christmas song and kind of as a love song, too. It's got about eight words in it, number one, which is fine. You know, a lot of Christmas songs have that. But any holiday, Easter, birthday, uh, flag day, Juneteenth, if the syllables fit, they fit in the song. Last Juneteenth, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Did I change anything about the song? I didn't. I changed one word, and the song remains exactly the same. It's as effective, which is to say not effective. <laughs> Bum song, eliminated round one. George Michael and the other guy from Wham! Get out of here. White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Moving on to round two, where it will be dismantled by Mariah Carey. Uh, and all I want for Christmas is you. Sorry, Bing, you're just not as easy on the eyes. You might be easy on the ears, but that Mariah, she's a beautiful woman with a beautiful song in her heart. Uh, and and also, she's just, you know, like I said, she's kind of mean to people, perhaps. But for many, what Bing Crosby used to be, right, when people would be, oh, Bing singing, now it's Christmas, that's what Mariah Carey has become. And the people who think that about Bing Crosby are either dead or faking it. So, Bing, I'm sorry, your time has come and it has gone. With apologies to, you know, 
my girlfriend who loves Bing Crosby, not ironically and not in the hipster way. I realize it could have, that might actually be a con. Well, she doesn't. She's listening on 1.5 speed. She's not paying attention. Uh, so that Bing Crosby, he's out. Mariah Carey, she's on to the finals. What's she taking on? Is she taking on Darlene Love, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home? Is she taking on Brenda Lee, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree? It's all females. We're very woke here on, uh, I almost called it Town Square Media. I'm not even lying to you. I almost called my podcast Town Square Media. That's the radio company that's fired me twice. On Cool Dad's Basement. Oh, it's just uh, there's a lot going on right now, obviously. Darlene Love, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. I love Darlene Love. I love love. I love the song. I love the, 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 the sound, the wall of sound. I love the Letterman tradition. I love that it is an ideal Christmas sort of heartbreak love song. But I, I, it doesn't have the holiday kick that Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree has. Rock, this comes on at a party. Everyone's like, oh, I like this song. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree comes on, and you're, you know, oh, you're dancing, right? The Santa. That was Jingle Bell Rock, I think, the Santa who shook his butt to the tune, but he could have done it to Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. It's like, you know, I think of the part in Home Alone where he's got the fake party going on. Michael Jordan's on the, the cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan's going around on a train. It's a party song, right? And we don't need to be, we're already sad enough on the holidays. It's December, it's cold, it's dark early, it's shitty weather, uh, and most everyone is forced to think about money in one way or the other. Not just because of Christmas, but also because it's the end of the year, so you're thinking about, oh shit, you know, Here's what I was supposed to do financially. Here's what I didn't do financially. It's a stressful time of year. And, and Darlene Love, it's, it's kind of a sad song. So the upset, to end all upsets, it's out. In the semis, it's out. We got rocking Around the Christmas Tree on one side of things. We got Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You and the other. What's the greatest Christmas song of all time? All I Want for Christmas is You. Or rocking around the Christmas tree. And folks, I don't want any controversy. I don't want any heat. I don't want any blowback. But we're speaking about the universal language of music. When we're speaking about what you can relate to, what everybody can understand, and everybody here meant to understand, everybody who celebrates Christmas. If you're someone who's listening to these songs and you say, well, I'm, I don't celebrate Christmas and they don't speak to me, well, they okay they they weren't meant to so you know stop whining quite frankly just stop whining rocking around the christmas tree i get it i feel it we want to rock around the christmas tree we got a tree we got we got the ability to go around it at least halfway if you know you got a caddy corner or something everyone can get behind that wanting someone for christmas that's conditional I've never had a Christmas in my life where all I've wanted was a single person. That feels uh, actually unfair to them. And like you're putting a lot of pressure on them to be your gift when maybe they don't want to. Or maybe you're not, maybe, you know, you don't like having people. Maybe you're asexual, right? Then that song doesn't really apply to you either. Now, does it? You know, it does. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Anyone can rock around the Christmas tree. I can, you can. You know, people, no legs can rock around the Christmas tree with a little help. So it, to me, to me, trumps even 
All I Want for Christmas is You. That's right, our number one, our winner, our top Christmas song of all time, our bracket survivor, is rocking around the Christmas tree, the greatest Christmas song ever of all time ever written. And as you know, these brackets are not meant for an open debate. This is a closed topic. I never want to hear this discussed again. The number one Christmas song of all time is a matter of settled fact. It's rocking around the Christmas tree, and we decided it right here on Cool Dad's Basement, which will return with some more fine content tomorrow on your podcast feeds. Be sure to keep an eye out.